Adam with God time here on The Breakfast Show. We are about to get into our Bible study time. Before we do, Blake is going to bring us the next question for the quiz and we're going to check out text messages. Let's see if anybody's... Yeah, we've got a few text messages here. Excellent. Send them through, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Actually, I want to hear from you as well, too, on the merits of New Zealand. I want to hear... Are you going to get Braden so excited? <laughs> I, need the, I need more merits of New Zealand. I'm so glad to be back in Australia, too. So I need to hear why Australia is amazing as well, too. So I need text messages from all of our listeners on, let's do a little battle, battle of the countries, battle of the bands, New Zealand v. You know, Australia. If Braden is still in the country, now he may be in New Zealand already, right? You know, going back to visit his family. If he's still in the country, expect to be bombarded. I'm ready. I want it all. He's one of our uh, faithful listeners and faithful contributor to the show. So NZ v. Dan Under. <laughs> Send us some text messages. Before that, we've got our question number do you know four. To, do you know how to speak New Zealand? No, not really. You just cut out the uh, vowels. Just speak with consonants. <laughs> it's just simple as that. You'll, you'll, you'll be okay, speaking I'll work on it. I'll work on it off right the there. air and then I'll, I'll present it later <laughs> on. Okay, right. question number question. four. Uh, Peter and Andrew he, were on what sea... When Jesus called them to follow him. So Peter and Andrew, what sea were they on when Jesus said, follow me? Okay. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. And you can get yourself in the draw for none other than the jungle doctor. I like this one. The jungle doctor stings a scorpion. This is a, that's a cool book. The mm-hmm. jungle doctor mm-hmm. is stinging the mm-hmm. scorpion. I don't, remember, I don't remember the story, but I just remember it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the jungle doctor. This one's in Tanzania. It's another thrilling adventure from Paul White based on Vumbi Hospital in Tanzania. You can hear the full yeah, that story. Were, that, when, when these were written, it was Tanganyika. Tanganyika? Yeah. That's what it used to be called. That's what really? Was called. Yeah, yeah. This was all Tanganyika. So maybe they've updated it. Yeah, because I wouldn't know. I've never heard that name. Tanzania? Tanzania is... What I would call it. But maybe I'm saying it wrong. If you're listening from Tanzania, text us right now. We need to know the correct pronunciation. <laughs> and with the here's the question one more time. Peter and Andrew were on what sea when Jesus called them to follow him? And if you get the answer correct, you can be put right in the draw to win the prize. All right. All right. The FTX collapse. Here we go. Coming through text messages. The bigger picture allowed the collapse to collapse so people will accept bank crypto as a safe haven, part of the World Economic Forum, planned for total control of all money in the world and no man being able to buy and sell. Interesting thoughts. I I have thought to myself, why was this allowed to happen? It's an interesting thought. Because like how $10 billion is not a little amount of money. And if you were going to steal, why would you steal $10 billion? I mean, that's like painting a massive <laughs> it's like, target on your back. It's like Hollywood kind of numbers, like $10 yeah. billion. Dollars. Like, it's like a ridiculous number. It's just yeah. What, what kind of, you know, if, I, if, if you would think that a, an intelligent person, and obviously this guy is an intelligent person. I don't know. I saw the interviews. I questioned the intelligence level. <laughs> yeah, but even still, $10 billion, that just is not a smart thing to do. That's going to, that's going to be found somewhere. A billion dollars is somebody's going to find that. Yeah, and what's more, you can't spend that. I would try, though. And I want to challenge our listeners. If you have $10 billion that you're struggling to spend and you want to send it to me, 
I will do my best to spend it for you. Yeah, I could I could spend ten million dollars too. I could I could think of a lot of uh, projects that hundred um, percent worthy projects. That, that projects throughout the on. South Pacific. We could there's we so could, many we good could, things. You could transform. Imagine what you could do with ten billion dollars in the South Pacific with transforming so many of those countries that are struggling with so many issues. I mean, you could transform parts of Australia with that kind of money as well, you could, too. You could buy out the Solomon Islands so that they don't sell out to China. Nah, maybe you couldn't. I think China's pumping more money in there than that. But even still. All right, let's moving on here. <laughs> Gambling, uh, government-sponsored theft. Yes. Oh, ouch. And this is the thing. This is the thing with Agreed. gambling. All it is is another form of tax. Yeah. And it's a tax on the poor because wealthy people... Aren't going to do that. Don't do that. That's true. Uh, we know that. So it's a it's another form of tax, and it is a tax on the poor. Okay, so gambling, government-sponsored theft, and destruction of society. Who is really behind the big business? Very dark and deep roots. If the government was real about the problem, they could make it very hard for them. I wonder how many the politicians are in the pocket of these companies. It's a very, very valid point. And this is one of the reasons why you're never going to get legislation against some of these things. Like, for instance, pornography. You know, we can look at countries where they restrict, you know, you go to Iran, try and get on Facebook, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to restrict a website. We could do a lot of those kinds of things here in this country. The problem is that the consumers are the legislators. Interesting thought. So you're never going to get legislation on it. Right. Wow. <laughs> so, like, the ones making the laws are the ones using the product. Yeah. Yikes. Stress. Let's face it, if I didn't know the word of God and what the future holds, life wouldn't exactly be worth living. Personally, as you know, I like to have my pulse on world events, as sad as they are, but only as signs of the time posts that only tell me of Jesus' soon return and Satan's dirty tricks to fool the world. I think that's a really good way of looking at bad things. Mm. And so, you know, Jennifer Skews was talking about looking at the silver lining on every cloud, and I think that is a silver lining we can attach to pretty much every cloud that comes by is, okay, this is, you know, and this is one of the things. I report on heavy news subjects here every morning, and you could allow those things to get you down, or you could say these are signs that Jesus is coming back soon. It, I think it is all about perspective when it comes to literally anything we see in the world. Uh, when you put on the lenses of an atheist, you it's hard to see anything positive. It's hard to see anything that will lead you to God because you've got a different set of glasses on. But when you put on the lenses of a creationist, every leaf testifies of God's love for man. You know, like nature and revelation alike, you know, they help us to understand that you know, Jesus is there, he cares, he loves mm-hmm. us, and he has mm-hmm. a plan for us. But it does depend on how you see the world. Your worldview matters. It makes so much difference. Okay, so Lynn has tried to find a positive in gambling. Blake, I'm wondering whether you can agree with this one or not. She says that gambling is relaxing. Ooh. I mean, well, I mean, I used to gamble with my family, but I, I think that... Gambling is relaxing. Okay, so I don't feel there, relaxed when I lose there, my money. You're sitting there playing poker. Is that relaxing? Well, the the card game aspect of it is nice, but not when you are high stakes poker and you just put all your money on the table and like you're stressed out of your mind. No. Okay, so, but here's the thing that I see with it is that even when I play cards which are not gambling games, yeah. there's always a level of stress to it because you're always trying to win. 
Yeah, that's it's true. A fun it's thing a, to do but it's a lot more stressful when you got a hundred bucks in there, or thousand dollars, or ten grand, or yeah, something. Yeah, so I'm going to question this one. The other thing that I see here is, you know, I used to study the Bible with um, somebody who was a, uh, a fellow who was a card dealer at Star City, and he'd tell stories. Oh my goodness, the stories he would tell of people that you know had been at the tables for like seventy two hours <laughs> and they stunk. Yeah, they would have. And they, in that time period, they were still there because in that time period they had lost all their money, they'd lost their entire house, they'd lost their family, they'd lost their entire life. Wow. And he'd tell these stories, you know, I'd turn up for a Bible study like, oh, yeah, this happened the other day, you know, and it was a regular occurrence and I'm thinking this is just evil. I read a book called The Power of Habit, a really powerful book. Mm Mm-hmm. And it basically the whole last section it talks about gambling addiction and the level of destruction that it has on society and people individually. Mm. And I was blown away. Like, and but you hear these stories of these individuals who have the pre, like the predisposition to be gambling addicts, mm-hmm. and how casinos target them. Yes. So they'll find yes. out who these people are. They'll let them win. Purposefully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they'll take everything from them. Yep, that's how it works. House always wins. Uh, Margie says New Zealand is picture card beautiful, but too cold for too long. Oh, I had eleven years there, and no more. Okay, but I'm a big boy, and I don't mind it being cold. Yes, you like, got more I insulation got, there. Yeah, I got a lot I more insulation, and I'm, I'm the cold is my friend. <laughs> You're living in the wrong place, <laughs> I still love Newcastle, though. It's a great place. Uh, it is indeed. Um, Newcastle, where the breakfast show is broadcast from, is a wonderful place to live indeed. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. All right, let's head over to our Bible study this morning, and we are going to start in... You got something there? No, I'm just saying, what day are we on? We are on Tuesday. Okay, I'm ready. It's called The Mind of Christ. And our listeners are thinking, why are you on Tuesday? It's Wednesday today. That's true. We are on Tuesday's Bible study. That's right. We are a day behind. That's okay. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. And I love doing this 20 million movement Bible study because, so I I just want to take a moment here. Like, I recently just traveled around the world. Like, I literally went from here to Thailand to Germany to Sweden to Denmark to Finland, by the way. Iceland. uh, And to Iceland and Norway. America. And America. And then back to here. And then to New Zealand and back here again. You can go anywhere in the world. And people are doing... And people are doing the exact same Bible study and you're getting fed every Saturday. (laughs) Because I went to all those churches along the way. Now, do they translate for you or do they actually have 20 million movement studies in... English. English. Every place many, that I, I went. Wonder, I wonder how many languages the 20 million movement um, Bible study is actually translated into. Oh, we'll have to look that up. That's a very break. interesting story. But every place that I went had an English-speaking class. Every single place. Yeah, wow. English is the lingua franca of the, like, the, the, so land of the world. Good. It's everywhere. So blessed to grow up with English as your first language. Yeah. The big disadvantage of growing up with English as your first language is you typically don't learn the second one. That's true, especially if you're Australian. I think especially Australians Australian, yeah. are the worst. most notorious for really not worst. knowing any other because we're so isolated. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if New Zealanders are even worse. No, actually, it's different because when I was in Queenstown, 
everyone was from another country. The thing with New Zealand is that they have such a high population of Polynesian people, much higher than Australia. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm kind of wondering, are the Polynesian languages, you know, taught in schools? I would love to know. Yeah, you, like, know do, that, they teach, do they teach um, how to speak Maori in, in schools? It would be a relevant thing to do in, in, in a country like New Zealand. The history of the Maoris is so interesting as well, too. I, I was blown away by that in New Zealand. I, I was able to study some of the history of the Maori people, and I was really impressed. Really, really interesting. I mean, kind of violent, <laughs> to say the least, but pretty cool nonetheless. Like, I think they're the only, con- the only indigenous nation that forced Britain into a treaty. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So it was pretty wild because Britain was a world power. At Absolutely, the time. it was the greatest world power, yeah. biggest empire that has ever existed. Okay, is- Tanzania is produced as both of us pronounced it. It's the accents that make it different. <laughs> so we're both correct. Okay, so you say Tanzania in Australia, and I say Tanzania in America. Is that uh, whatever? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, Bruce okay. says, bringing good out of bad. God did that at the beginning when he brought light out of darkness. True. And, you know, when you read Genesis chapter 3, that's exactly what you see, isn't there? There's a cloud, but there's a silver lining. There's hope. It shall bruise your heel. There's the cloud. You shall bruise its head. There's the silver lining. Yeah. It's hope. And I would even say the silver lining is bigger than the cloud on that one. It is, definitely. That's, um, that's really awesome. Uh, thanks for sending that through, Bruce. We're just getting more and more text messages, it looks like. Um, do we have a phone caller? Nope. We've got another text message coming through here uh, from Suzanne. New Zealand, the flora and fauna doesn't want to kill you. That's true. In New Zealand. But the, the weather might. Because um, it's cold over in there. in long grass anywhere. Cold. No snakes. Pick up anything without checking for poisonous spiders, seekly rivers, white sheep, bumblebees, and hedgehogs. And there's more, but you have a time limit this morning. I yeah, I do. Time, I do have to get. <laughs> Wait to the a second. So what's that? There's hedgehogs in New Zealand. Yeah. There's echidnas here. There's hedgehogs in New Zealand. Really? I think they're feral introduced species. Okay, got it. Because I was petting an echidna down in Maruya. Oh, cool. They're super. Love cool. echidnas. They're so cute. It's one of my favorite animals. I want to pet animals. echidna on a leash, and I want to take it on a walk. Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand, unlike, un- unfortunately, does have. Feral weasels and stoats and cats and stuff like that, which is just wreaks havoc on their wildlife, the same as it does here in Australia. Mm. Anyway, the mind of Christ. Let's get into it. Let's go to Psalms chapter one and verse one. I got it. All right. Can go I can I read? Yep. I just like to pray before I read. Is that go, okay? Go, Father in heaven. As we read your word today, we just pray that you would give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, Psalm verses or Psalm chapter one verse one states, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful." Okay, let's think about this for a moment because you know we've been talking about the whole being, and we're talking about the today we're going to talk about the effect of you know the world on the whole being, and so you have some people who say, "Well, the world is going to affect you as a person." And so to become a holy person, you retreat from the world. I've been to places where people have built, you know, like you go to Greece and there are places where people have built a monastery on top of a rock. True. And that whole, you know, there's a whole slew of these monasteries. It started off by this one guy who went up and climbed a cliff face, lived in the cave, never came down, ever, just stayed there. And everyone was like, wow, that guy must be so incredibly holy because he never sees anything that is evil. Now, 
Is that the solution to living a righteous life, to cut yourself off completely from the world? Let's read this passage again. What does the Bible say? Psalm 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Okay, so does the Bible say in this passage that this person will never see these things, the seat of the scornful or the path of the sinners? Nope, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that he won't see them. It says he's blessed if he doesn't follow them. That's right. Or kind of associates himself with them. Yeah, yeah. Don't go down that path. Don't go down that road. Don't sit in that seat. But it doesn't say that you won't see it. And so the Bible isn't promoting the idea that we separate ourselves from the world so that we never sin. Because if we separate ourselves from the world so that we never sin, that's the height of selfishness. That's kind of like us saying, well, we're going to find a way to get ourselves to heaven, but sorry about you, you just like are left to your own accord right now. <laughs> right. I, I would also say, I mean, like we are called to look at Jesus' example. He doesn't do that. He does it for a time. He yes, separates himself for absolutely. a time for revitalization, for reformation. He did, indeed he does. Really get in touch with the Father. But then he comes back because the mission is the people. You can't, you know, I used to say, you know, if it wasn't for all the people, there'd be no problems in church. Absolutely. You'd be, um, <laughs> but be, you also wouldn't great, have church. It'd be a great place to be a pastor, wouldn't it, Blake? That's right. It's good. Well, I mean, it would for a little bit, and then it wouldn't because it's not really a church because the people are the church, and all the problems are beautiful because it's because it shows that people are coming to get to know Jesus, their Savior, people who need him, people who accept him, people who want him in their lives. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 7. We're going to read verse 21, 22. All right. Mark 7, 21, 22. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Okay, so where does the Bible say these things come from? Out of the heart. Okay, so the guy who went and lived on a cliff face. Let's talk about the guy who went on a cliff face so that he wouldn't be affected by the sinful things that he might see. It's a false. Did he have a heart? He did. It's a false piety. Did he take his heart with him? Oh, big time. And is the heart any different when it's living on a cliff face as to when it's living amongst other human beings? No, I believe Jeremiah says the heart is... Deceitful above all things, exceedingly wicked. That's exactly what Jeremiah says. Yeah. That's exactly what the Bible teaches. And it's a fundamental truth is that without the influence of the Holy Spirit, we are all evil. We are all capable of the worst possible things imaginable. And it is only as God is able to have an influence on this world that good things happen. Mm. And this is, I think this is one of the big differences that we see between the secular world, and the Christian world. And this is one of the problems that, you know, this is where we have a communications block when it comes to secular people. So so think about this. When a secular person looks at the world, they will see two categories of people in the world, good people and bad people. And to them, bad people are a waste of space. You know, they might look at somebody who is, say, a convicted pedophile, you know, a really bad person. They're a waste of space, they're an oxygen thief, um, the world is better off without them. They are not that because they are a good person. And so they won't give any kind of aid to a bad person because they're a bad person. 
Right. For a Christian, we look at the world and we say everyone's a bad person. Yeah. And so we will minister to the person who is a pedophile as well as to the person who is not because they're both bad people. Now we'll say the person is a pedophile, yeah, he is definitely going to suffer consequences and that's a bad thing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We're into our Bible study time. If you've got something that you would like to share with us then about the Bible study, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, before we get back into it, we have another question for our quiz. Number five for the day. Prepare yourself. This is how many fingers you have on one of your hands, so we're on the pinky now. Number five, who prophesied that star would come that a star would come out of Jacob? Who prophesied that a star? One of the greatest messianic prophecies of the Bible, okay. who was it given by? Absolutely. Yeah. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669, and you can be put into the draw to win Jungle Doctor, which is Paul White's Australian Missionary Doctor Adventures in Africa that teach Bible lessons and, and principles through fables and created stories with a timeless quality. And they're kind of at a time frame many years ago, many, many years ago. Oh, yes, absolutely. Kind of a look back into the nostalgic era of... Tanganyika. Tanganyika. Before it was Tanzania or Tanzania. I kind of like Tanganyika a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a Tanganyika, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going, to, and you're going to Botswana. I am. I'm excited so about this. So pray for, pray for me over there in Botswana. What are you doing over there? Are we um, allowed to know or is it a secret? It's a youth program. So okay. here in Australia we have this thing called um, AYC, Adventist Youth for Christ or something like that. Yeah, AYC, yeah. Um, and so it's... Um, kind of like an AYC. Africa Youth. Yeah, it's a- AYC in Africa. Just okay. change Australia to Africa and you've got that. <laughs> okay. And it's, it sounds really interesting. They've got this, um, it's out on a health farm. Ooh, I think I've heard of this place. I, I know nothing about it, but just reading through it, I'm like, this is really, really advanced stuff. Like this is this is the kind of thing that you would expect to find in a really trendy location in Byron Bay. <laughs> and here it is in Botswana. Botswana. <laughs> You know, like in the middle of the African continent and they're doing all the stuff. You know, they've got it all happening right there. And I'm like, this is this is just, you know, the, the world that we live in right now with the amount of technology and information that is available and how easily it is shared, you've got people in Botswana that are looking at something like you would do in Byron Bay amongst, you know, trendy people. And they're like, we'll do that. Right. And they're just doing it and absolutely smashing it. So Awesome. Yeah. Take photos. And yes. report back to us. I will. Okay. I'm looking I'll, forward I'll, to that. I'll come and do an interview for you when I get back. Awesome. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. Let me get over there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says... What, what we're looking for is is uh, what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? Okay, we live in a world where we are surrounded by sin. We are surrounded by evil. The Bible says don't. Separate yourself from the world except for periods of time uh, for rejuvenation and, and refreshing and so forth. But, you know, live in the world and be a witness to the world. So how do we have the mind of Christ? What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? Well, the Bible says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we 
have the mind of Christ. Okay, so that's what we're going to be looking at. Uh, the Bible talks about, you know, we have the mind of Christ. How do we actually, you know, what, what, what can we learn about that? If we go to Psalms 24, verse 3 and 4. So we've got a, a series of verses here um, where the Bible builds on this thought. You know, well, the Bible study builds on this thought. So Psalms 24, 3 and 4. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Okay, so here we're starting to see what it means to have the mind of Christ. Somebody who has clean hands, a pure heart, who has not lifted up their soul to an idol. How would we translate that into modern-day terminology? Mm, excellent. That... I mean, there are many I mean, countries in the world today where you would literally say, okay, right. you know, don't go worship. In there. Thailand, there's idols on every corner of every street. It's yeah. pretty wild, actually. But we have idols all the same here in Western culture as well, too. We do. But they come in different forms. I mean, I can think of one, the idol of Botox, <laughs> you know, sure. like the, the idol of self, right? The, the selfie idol of, like, worship of self. Uh, the... Literally, I mean, look at the Oscars. You win an idol. I mean, that's like an actual idol. Mm-hmm. And people are going, hey, you're such a great actor or creator or whatever. Uh, we're going to give you this golden statue that you can worship. Yes, you know? an all-gold statue an of, all- a man of a man that you receive in the Babylon theater. It's it's literally Daniel it's chapter 3. Daniel 3, yeah. straight out of Daniel 3. Yeah. All right, we've got a, uh, somebody calling through here. Uh, this is Bruce. Bruce, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, what's what's the mind of Christ? Well, what Jesus said in in um, John five thirty, he said, "Of my own self, I can do nothing. But as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of my Father that sent me." And so, really, that's the mind of Christ is seeking our Father's will that we yeah. can do it, and not our own. Really. So, so in many ways, you. This is what Blake was saying about, you know, the idol that we have in our society today is the idol of self. And by dying yeah. to self, then we have, uh, we, we receive the mind of Christ because we die to self and allow God to come in and God's thoughts, God's will, God's actions to fill us. I think we lost Bruce there somewhere on the line, but, uh, Another phone call came through. That's okay. Bruce had a really good thought to share. Thanks, Bruce. And, Appreciate uh, that. Glad that he called through. If you've got some thoughts you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. 0491 Philippians 4 and verse 8. Philippians 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report... If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I mean, this is what Jennifer Skews was talking about this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, the cloud with the silver lining. Okay, always looking for the positive. What does the Bible say? Focus on the – think on these things. Right. When the Bible says think on these thi- things, it's saying focus on these things. I, I like what it says in Colossians 3 too. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. That's the next yes. verse, right? So yes. it's not even just think about these things. It's affix your mind, like set your mind on things that are not earthly. And this is and one temporal. of the big lessons that really did come out of COVID was the contrast between people of faith and people of no faith. Interesting. And how they dealt with it. Mm. And people of faith 
dealt with it so much easier, was so much more positive, uh, had so much less health problems, had so much less mental health problems, had so much less depression because there is that opportunity, there is that encouragement to don't fix on COVID, don't fix on the fact that you're locked in your house, fix your mind on things above. Right. Fix your mind on Jesus. Fix your mind on God. Think on, you know, and, and then that list that you've got there in Philippians 4 verse 8 where it's like, you know, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is righteous, whatever is of good report and a good reputation, you know, it goes all the way down through and gives you a whole list of things. Make these your focus. You are going to be confronted by evil. That is inescapable. But make it your focus to think on things above. It's a choice. Yes. You get to choose what you affix your attention to, what you focus on and what you spend time doing. And we have that free will and that freedom of choice. In some countries, you don't even. (laughs) That's true. Uh, But we do in Western culture and even here in Australia especially. It's an amazing, wonderful country. And yet, we get so easily distracted from all the bad stuff. Romans 12 too. We've got time for it. Absolutely. It's an awesome verse. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is the verse that literally led to my conversion. Like Romans 12, 2. It's the yeah, one. Praise God. Like I, I used to be my mind filled with drugs, alcohol and pornography and parties and rock and roll and all sorts of just filth, really. And when I became an Adventist, I came to Australia. I came to learn about, honestly, Jesus' love was, I was like, I remember thinking, this Jesus dude rocks. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I want to be a follower of his. And I had this rule that whatever Jesus uh, believes, whatever he says, and whatever he does in his life, that's what I'm going to do in my life. And then I came to this verse, and I didn't want to be conformed to the world. I wanted to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And I was because of the word. Yeah, praise God, Blake. What a powerful testimony. Thank you so much for sharing that this morning. Um, It's amazing what God can do in a person's life. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We've come to the end of the show. We've got a couple of uh, sneaky text messages coming through here at the last minute. Uh, before we get to those, Blake's going to give something away. All right. All you have to do to get this is text 0491-064-669 right now. First one to get it. It's the Skull and the Cross Calvary sharing tool. It's a sharing tool for bikies by Tom Hughes. So if you have a friend who is a biker or a bikey here in Australia, or maybe you are yourself and you want to share the gospel with them, get this book, The Skull and the Cross, The History of the skull and the cross, and how to use that to connect with other bikies. So this is by Tom Hughes. Check it out. Uh, it looks really, really interesting. Uh, and want to say, all you got to do to text in, 0491-064-669. First one, first come, first serve. Absolutely. Okay, a couple of sneaky text messages coming through here at the end. Chris says, Britain was not forced to sign a treaty with the Maori. That's putting a leftist spin on history. It's actually Chris is actually correct on that one. Okay. They weren't forced, but... Um, they're getting eaten. They did <laughs> sign a they did sign a treaty, and, and the Maoris did fight back way more than what um, the Aboriginals did here in Australia. There's no question about that. You know, the Maori wars we we didn't have that kind of thing in Australia, but uh, it was something that they offered to do. Okay, and it's been a good thing. It's been a positive thing for sure. 
Okay, the next text message says, Good morning, brother. Blessings. First Corinthians 10, verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. If I drink the cup of the Spirit, the cup of Jesus' blood, the cup of grace, mercy and salvation, if I sit at the Lord's table and eat of the bread of life, hear the testimonies of Jesus Christ, do the ordinances which he has given me to do in his memory, keep his Father's commandments. My faith is faithful. God will provide in the desert and desperate times, manna from heaven and water from the rock daily. Give everything unto the Lord. God is in control. By faith I am saved. It's a bit of a uh, long one here. As Judas Iscariot left the table, also the devil will flee from me. I rejoice in the Lord. Uh, there is a bigger Lord's table to come. It is prepared for us in heaven now. Rejoice in the Lord in everything you eat and drink every day. Rejoice in Jesus. He has paid for your seat to dine with him and his family at the heavenly wedding. That one was from Wayne. So thank you for sharing your devotional thoughts with us this morning, Wayne. Right now, we need to remind you to talk faith. Live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.